The following episode of The Book Guys is rated explicit for content and may contain lots and lots of violence. Guys show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash bookguys and get a free audiobook just for signing up for a free trial. My name is Paul Alves. Joined as always my good friend James Goots all the way in North Carolina. Sir Jimmy. Yeah, it is Sir Jimmy. Hello. We, you know, we really need to come up with some... Uh, like good audiobook recommendations for stuff that people can get from Audible. Because if you can just like get one free book, sign yeah. up, get a free book. Yeah, you know. I, I was talking with Craig. Uh, I was talking with Craig today on uh, on Twitter about uh, I think uh, the Superman movie upcoming, and, and I thought uh, DC Comics. If you're listening, and I think you are, uh, a retro Superman movie set in like the late 30s would be awesome. And uh, it's Superman. And I, I forget the name of the the, the author. But it's one of the books read by Scott Brick. That would be a great one to turn into a movie. I'd love to see it. You know, you know, talking with that old accent, see? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, where, where Superman could just jump tall buildings. He couldn't quite fly yet. Be cool. Yeah, that's crazy because I just emailed you this morning. I believe that uh, it was a, like a, a scan of one of the, the best-looking copies of Action Comics number one, the first Superman issue. And I would have never thought of it, but what somebody did is they went onto a website where, like, you know, you send off baseball cards, you send off comic books to a company that, that grades it for you. Oh, right, okay. And then they, they put a scan of it on their website. So oh. somebody, like, went on, searched, and found where somebody oh, sent yeah. in this killer, you know, nearly perfect I think that copy. was the, the 9 out of 10 that just sold for, uh, what is it, $3 million plus? It's nuts. I mean, the color on this thing is so vibrant. It's... It's amazing the front, the, you know, just the, I saw the cover and I was driving around. I didn't want to use all the data on my iPad downloading all these high, these high res images, but yeah. you know that's kind of a, a, a neat thing. That's a throwback the thing is it's closer to a hundred years old than it is to being ten years old. Yeah, but we were just kicking around the idea, me and Craig on on Twitter, and it's uh, just as a you know they're recycling everything nowadays. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see another Flash Gordon movie soon, but uh, yeah, all. Oh. We just had my wife's um, niece and their gorgeous little baby Nora was here. She's uh, nine months old, and I hadn't seen her yet. And we were just sitting here. They're you know in their early twenties, and we're sitting around. We fire up the Roku, and something comes up. And I was like, we were talking about movies. Have you seen this? Have you seen that? And Flash Gordon, which is books on film and television. That's right. And if I had the jingle handy, I would have played it. That's fine. I'm just saying. Books on film and television. There you go. Neither one of them had ever seen it, but they both had seen Ted. So they saw the guy who played Flash Gordon. Right, right, right. And I tried to pull it up, and, and they, they wrote it down. They wrote down like three or four different things to go home and see. So I'm trying to drag them in. Flash Gordon would be an awesome 
movie to reboot, but who's going to play Flash Gordon? Well, now, you know that there was. Uh, it only lasted one season, but on Netflix, you could probably find, there was a TV series they rebooted, I think, in 2007. Really? Yeah, check it out. Check it out on your Roku. you probably find it. Uh, okay. But I thought a, a, a retro Superman, I mean, uh, the way he was created in the 19, late 30, I think it was 37 or 38, uh, a story based in that time would be fun to watch Superman actually wearing a fedora, you know, talking in that Midwest accent, see? Would be great. Yeah, you got the, you got the glasses <laughs> and the fedora on. You, you, just, you're, you don't even look like Superman at all after that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there, there's a great uh, video uh, on uh, college humor. I'm not going to play it because they're probably going to sue us, but uh, it's a Batman v. Superman, and uh, Batman uh, and Superman trying to team up, and uh, he's trying to explain to Superman that he already knows he's Clark. He's like, well, you know, Clark, just because you take off those glasses, and then uh, Commissioner Gordon takes off his glasses, and, uh, and uh, Batman goes, oh, where where Commissioner Gordon go? Oh, look, he's gone. And then uh, Commissioner Gordon puts his glasses back on. He goes, oh, look at that. Oh, Commissioner Gordon, there was a guy here. It looked nothing like you. <laughs> There's some yeah, fun that, stuff that, out there. Uh, that's, that's almost a trope now, the people talking and, about And we're that. still not sure how they're handling it in the new series of movies because they left it kind of vague in, uh, in the new Superman movie, uh, Man of Steel, because uh, the only time you do see him in, uh, in the Daily Planet... Uh, Lois does say to him, welcome to the planet. Now, you, now, they left it open so that we don't know if she's saying welcome to the daily planet or welcome to Earth. So uh, we're not quite sure if they're going to handle that differently in the, in the Man of Steel series. They may just uh, either make up a really good excuse for why when he uh, you know, puts glasses on, he's invisible, <laughs> uh, or they're just going to you know, make it clear that Clark is obviously Superman. We're not sure yet. Well, I was listening to... Um a podcast that I, that I listen to every day, the Ozone Nightmare. From oh, our, did you our say? Friend. Did you say podcast? Are we going to the podcast section? Let's just hit it. Oh, I'm trying to take your subtle clues here, so I can press the podcast. Well, I was listening to the Ozone Nightmare with our friend Joe, the Dish Slave. Um, by the way, I got invited on to. The Ozone Late Night Podcast. He asked me if I would come on because you have already been on. Look out. You know what? He he keeps enticing you to have more drinks. He wants the trifecta. Yeah, that's right. So uh, beginning in November, we're going to record a show. I don't know what I'm going to talk about or why he thinks I'm interesting, but uh, I'm sure it's to be fun. But I was listening to, all right, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he has a five-minute show. And it's about... Yeah, yeah. All kinds of different stuff, you know. Usually, you know, comic books, movies, you know, technology, anything. It's five minutes, boom. I, I consume that every day without fail. Sometimes I wait two or three days and listen to them all. But on Friday, they have an hour, hour and a half show with him and um, and his friend. So, I'm sorry, I can't remember the friend's name. But um, the show I was listening to today was from last Friday, and they were talking about DC versus Marvel and how Marvel is just kicking ass with you know all their franchises right, on right. TV and in movies, and like the Superman movie came oh, out only because of, Jimmy, you know D- DC has made a lot of missteps as far as their properties and breaking them all up. But uh, yeah, I think DC is going to give Marvel a run for their money next year. 
And that's what he they were talking about. They they both come to the same conclusion that what they need to do is create a multiverse situation. Right. right. Where anything can happen, anybody that's dead can come back. You can have like the nineteen thirties Superman with, you know, gas lighting and you know, <laughs> it's just all the different things that could happen with those characters and be brought together and not not for it to seem like the Justice League or something you know, ill-conceived, but just go crazy with it. Well, like, yes, like uh, one of the things DC is doing wrong still to this day is uh, they're still splitting splitting up their universe. Where like uh, Marvel's Agents of Shields, sorry, Agents of Shield, are in the universe of Avengers, and uh, with the exception, of course, of X Men, which is a Sony property now. But uh, most of the Marvel properties are all in one universe. Where right now, uh, both the Flash, which is an interesting new series. Uh, better done than the one in the 80s or the 90s, sorry. Uh, the Flash, Arrow are in what's called the Arrowverse. So Arrow and the Flash are in that universe and everything else is in the DC Comics universe where Marvel has kind of got it now that they're putting everything together. So when you watch uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., although it's a you know, smaller budget, and every episode, Jamie, I say, why don't they call Captain America and Iron Man? You know, it makes no sense. But it's still in the universe of the Avengers movies. Yeah, and they were mentioning the fact that the on I, I don't watch Agents of Shield. I, I know my wife and my son watch it a bit, but from what they were saying, they're hesitant to really show people with superpowers, right? So much, and that DC ne- needs to just go crazy with it. They're, the Flash just came out, and he said they said like the first episode within twenty minutes, uh, the Flash boom, he gets hit by lightning and. He is, uh, you know, he's running around fast, and there's another guy who's whipping up tornadoes right in front of everybody, and they're just, right. it's right in your face. This is what's happening. Here's what to expect. And, and to me, that sounds more enjoyable. Yeah, the, the Flash has been a fun series so far, and, uh, you know, uh, you can only take it so far. It's a guy who runs really fast, but he, he does stand uh, pretty good uh, on his own as a superhero. The, the only unfortunate part is that that, that, that does not uh, jive with the upcoming Justice League. Uh, storyline in the movies where they should have just, uh, you know, uh, cast a guy and said, this is our, our Flash and have him in the movies as well and make it all be part of the same universe, which is what makes Marvel uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. enjoyable, sort of, for me. I mean, it's not the world's greatest TV show, but it ties into the Avengers and Iron Man and all that. Uh, so it kind of all uh, forms one huge complete story. Whereas the Flash TV show is not going to have anything to do with Justice League or Man of Steel. Man of Steel, isn't that, isn't that how you uh, lost a bet to one of the other book guys' hosts? Yeah, probably. Gambling on the Man of Steel to beat another movie? Yeah, but he's going to do well once he's teamed up with Batman. But as the college humor short uh, you know, plainly states... And Batman even says, why would I want to team up with you? Bullets bounce off you. He's like, my main nemesis is a guy who uh, has a tank and he takes a lot of steroids and he broke my back. He goes, uh, you, you could have beat him with one hand and done something else with the other, which I'm not going to say here to keep the show not being explicit. But he does say Superman could do something um, explicit with his other hand while beating Bane. You know? <laughs> so it kind of does not make sense that Batman and Superman would team up. Uh, if anything, I know Superman should team up with Shazam, also known as Captain Marvel. But Shazam. But what can you do? 
By the way, Jimmy, let's take a quick time out while we're talking about all this. Uh, I'm going to dedicate today's episode to the following three people. I was going to do it at the top of the show, but I didn't want to scare anyone away. I'm going to de- dedicate this show to Corporal Nathan Cirillo, who lost his life today while standing guard unarmed, guarding a, a World War II and a, just a war in general memorial, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in Ottawa. Uh, it's also dedicated to Sergeant at Arms, Kevin Vicker. And I swear, Jimmy, I always thought the Sergeant at Arms at our uh, Canadian Parliament was a, like a ceremonial position. Right. Like they usually get uh, retired RCMP officers and whatever to do the job. But he's the one who stepped out of his office and uh, put a few bullets into the, uh, the terrorist slash gunman today and saved a lot of lives. And I'm going to dedicate to the third person, Nobel Peace Prize winner, Malala Yousafza, who was going to get an uh, honorary Canadian citizenship today in Toronto. Uh, our Prime Minister could not make it to Toronto because of the events today to give her that uh, ceremonial citizenship. But she's the lady who was shot in the face by the Taliban right. and, and uh, barely recovered. And, and because she was uh, trying to learn, trying to read a book as a female, and uh, she continues to this day to promote education for women and girls uh, in a part of the world where... Uh, such thoughts are forbidden, and women are second-class citizens. And uh, uh, no offense to you, Sir Jimmy, as an American, but uh, she deserves that Nobel Peace Prize much more than uh, the previous winner, Barack Obama, who invaded twelve—not invaded, bombed twelve countries since he won the prize. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the warmonger who who did bomb twelve countries since the prize, and Malala Yousafzai. I hope that uh, uh, the events of today are not connected. But I, I have, uh, you know, this is just conjecture, but. I think this might be related, keeping our Prime Minister out of Toronto so he couldn't give her the honorary Canadian citizenship, but uh, I think we should mail her a passport, like right now. Yeah, it's very strange to have uh, in events like this in Canada, from from my experience. Is, is When was the last time you've heard of, of anything similar to this? Uh, no, I haven't. You know, But, I mean, uh, any time the United States has stepped up uh, Canada, we've put it forth uh, whatever we could. I mean, your army is, you know, uh, a thousand times larger than ours and, uh, you know, 20 times more advanced, but uh, anytime America stood up for, uh, you know, truth, justice, and the, you know, all that Superman stuff, <laughs> you know, freedom, uh, Canada has stepped up, whether it be World War One, World War Two. And uh, we've always, you know, had that thing that, uh, you, know, uh, you know, we stand by our allies and we still do. And uh, regardless of what these people did today or this person did today, uh, we still stand by you and we still are part of the coalition of the willing to uh, take care of these uh, mofos over in ISIS. And uh, I hope that, you know, in that part of the world that uh, I hope that ladies will one day be able to buy a book, read a book, write a book. And uh, I want to remind all our Canadians listening and Americans that ISIS does not equal Islam, does not equal Muslims. And a lot of the Muslims in Canada and the United States did come to our countries fleeing this type of uh, nonsense and fleeing their own governments in in their home countries and came to Canada, the United States, for a better life. And uh, the, the Quran has nothing to do with this crap. Apparently everybody in Canada is not... As nice as we thought. <laughs> no. No. Uh, Maybe this guy was shooting people and apologizing at the same time, but you know, the, it, it, was, it was shocking to me to see that you know, pop up to the head of Google News. And, and you know, how, how cowardly, Jimmy? I mean, 
This gentleman, Corporal Nathan Cirillo, who gave his life today, uh, standing there with a ceremonial rifle that's unloaded at a war memorial, completely, uh, just basically, he's a reservist. So he's not even an active combat, uh, you know, uh, part of the military. He's still part of the Canadian forces, but he's doing a ceremonial job and he's a, more of a, like a tour guide and, you know, just smiling, taking pictures and selfies with the tourists. And this a-hole shoots him down, cowardly a-hole with a shotgun, and then goes in to try to kill our Canadian politicians. As cowardly as it could be. Pretty much. But thank you to Kevin Vicker. Sergeant at Arms, retired RCMP vet, who was not just the head of security at the parliament, he also carried a big gun that apparently pierced uh, uh, armor and took this man down before he could kill anyone else. So uh, kudos to Kevin Vicker. My hat's off to him. There you go. Let's take that break now. Let's do it. Hey, this is Jeff Smith, the guy who does all the jingles from thejeffsmith.com, and you're listening to Paul the Book Guy. Oh, that was a classic one, Jimmy. Sorry, I didn't know that it said Paul the Book Guy still. I love the classic jingles. You, you, you're our true Canadian apologizing as quickly <laughs> as you could, but I love hearing all the classic Paul the Book Guy jingles. That, that is the, the genesis of what we're participating in right now. That's how it started. Yeah, and I, as a Canadian, I'm going to apologize again because uh, the only reason we called it Paul the Book Guy podcast in the beginning was because we were not uh, legally clear as yeah, to whether or not we, we could call it we're, book guys. We weren't totally free. Uh, yeah. But we got, the, we got the go-ahead from a, a nice trademark lawyer who uh, told us, yeah, you're good to go. We are book guys. But now, if somebody else wants to take over book guys, there's going to be a fight. Well, release the hounds, my friend. <laughs> release the hounds. So this is a free-form show. You know, it's just me and you, and we want to try to Pretty keep much. some fresh content going out there. Yeah, and, are we returning to podcasts? Is that where we're uh, staying on that topic? Well, I, I have a couple other podcasts that oh, I, I, that I would like podcast. Do it, do it, my friend. Podcast. By the way, folks, get a podcast app. Uh, if you're on iTunes or iPhone, uh, just get the podcasts app from Apple. If you're on Android, there's a lot of great uh, podcast catchers you can download. And there are a lot of great narrow casted. By that, I mean... Uh, focused on specific topics. I mean, if you're a printer, there are printing podcasts. If you like books, there's so many good book podcasts. And I'm sure Jimmy, uh, J- Jimmy has some great podcasts for us today, some picks. And maybe later, Jimmy, we'll talk about some uh, food and drink. Yeah, we could. Absolutely. I was just in the garden today, so that's a teaser. Nice. So um, give, me, give me a pick, Jimmy, or a new podcast I can check out. Well, first, my, the, the podcatching app that I use is Downcast. I love Downcast. Two ninety nine. Totally worth it. Blows the podcast app from Apple away. Yep. But the podcast app from Apple is free, so start using it, everybody. The podcast I want to talk about is from a, a couple of former guests on the Book Guys show, Tom Merritt and Brian Brushwood. Yeah. They have a show called Cord Killers. It's nice. available in audio and video. And what they focus on is, if you've heard of a Roku... Or an Apple TV, yep. or a Fire TV, there or, or a PlayStation Four. Yeah, PlayStation, Xbox, Wii, any device that allows you to watch what you want, when you want, 
on the device that you want to watch it on. And, and in most cases, because I do listen once in a while, they do talk about legal means. But sometimes they discuss uh, not so legal means. Yeah, they do. And, and that's just, you know, that's a fact of, of the world. You know, and if, if you can't get a show like Doctor Who and they want to make you wait a couple of months to watch it here, right. it's, the world is not that way anymore. And the only way for those people to learn that is to see that people will pay to get it when they want it if they can watch and, it and, when, and, where. And Jimmy, uh, I hate to interject, but how they want it, because you mentioned Doctor Who, if you watch on BBC Canada live on the night that it comes out, you will watch it the way that the BBC produced it, and there are minimal commercials. But if you're like me and you can't always be there on Saturday at a certain time and you have to catch it on a rerun, what they'll do is they'll trim down the show by an extra like two minutes. Oh, yeah, like Seinfeld. I hate Seinfeld on TBS oh, because geez. I know every word of the episodes and I see when they cut something out and they're squeezing another toothpaste commercial. Right. And I'm not sure if they still do this, but what they used to do was uh, on the first airing on BBC Canada or BBC America, they'll play the whole thing and only play because uh, uh, BBC doesn't really have to play that many commercials as they do in, uh, you know, in states and Canada. But on the rerun, they'll cut out two, three, and, uh, and initially it was like five minutes of the show to, to pump in more commercials. So uh, to be honest, Jimmy, I was uh, downloading it from EZTV.IT, uh, Torrance, Pirate Bay, because I want to watch the whole show. Yeah. And that's what this show is about, Cord Killers. The, they had another show before. It's called Frame Rate. And right, it right. was the same kind of deal. But Tom is an adventurous kind of guy, and so is Brian. And they're building their own little miniature empire away from you know any established system. Like Tom, Tom worked for CNET. Yeah, he worked for uh, Leo. Um, no, that's the, our, that's the funny thing, uh, Jimmy. Leo left a major network. Well, he got fired from a major le- network. Let go. Started his own podcast network where Tom and, and Brian worked, and then mm-hmm. Tom got booted from his tech show on, on Leo's network, which he left the major networks. So now this is like a third generation of Tom and well, Brian. I don't, I don't think Tom got booted. I think his no, wife got a job working for Google, and they moved, right. and he wasn't going to drive all right, the but, 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 but regardless of the reason, I mean, uh, they, they left on good terms, but I'm just yeah. saying that this is still a third generation. This is a, Tom starting his own thing from leaving the network that left the major network. Yeah, and they they both have a huge following. So, uh, well, they've got they've got a thing going on right now where they're they're trying to get people to donate to the show. You know, all uh, no agenda, just like the book yeah. guys. We're trying to take donations. Yeah, but we don't get any. That's the problem. Yeah, we're, so <laughs> we kind of give up. But um, they've got they have two thousand people that have donated to the show, and you know whatever dollar amount, and they call them their bosses. Right. Um, and I was listening to the show today as I was down in the garden and. You know, the announcement that HBO Go announced that they're going to uh, allow people to get HBO Go and watch, you know, on your Roku or any device um, eventually. But now they're kind of backing off saying they're going to try it, you know, uh, overseas first. And I think they're just trying to really put the fear of uh, fear of God into all the cable providers and let them know. What could happen, and use yeah. it as a negotiating tool. But that's a, it's a great show. If that's anything that interests you, if you're th- if you hate your cable company, you hate Comcast and Time Warner, or whatever the one is in Canada. 
Yeah, well, Rogers and Bell. But uh, there are not 42 episodes, 41 episodes now of Court Killers. And, uh, and you're right. There's, a, there's so many ways now you can get your TV entertainment a la carte. And, um, I mean, in Canada, it's really expensive. I don't know how expensive, like, a, a cable uh, account is in the U.S. But in Canada, some homes with, like, you know, three or four televisions, it could go as high as $150 a month. Yeah. And although you might think that, uh, you know, uh, iTunes 99 cents or $1.99 for an HD show is expensive, when you really look at it, for those of us who don't watch that much television and pick and choose our, our programs that we watch all the time, it's, it's not lot. bad because you're paying no, for a lot of not. channels right. that are sitting there rusting that right. you never watch. Absolutely. I mean, to get Food Network in Canada, you have to get like, the whole food package. You can't yeah, just buy I, Food I Network. Think, see, we don't have digital cable at this house. We've had it a couple times, and, and I hated it. Plus, we have uh, replay TVs, which are little DVR boxes that are ancient that automatically right. skip commercials. And we've had them so long and paid so much in monthly fees that now there are no more monthly fees. And they, they, they wouldn't work if we got digital cable. But, um, you know, it's just... Yeah, you know, but, but Jimmy, for me, uh, to watch uh, Food Network uh, on, in Canada, there's about three shows that I watch. And there's probably maybe two or three seasons of each show. They're all on Netflix USA now. So right. I, I'm like... We're half- paying for ESPN. If it wasn't for ESPN, I could cut the cord. Right. There's a lot of things uh, like uh, local uh, you know, news and whatever you can't get. But uh, uh, quick recommendation, folks. In most cities across North America, there is over-the-air HD cable, and it, it's about a $60 antenna that you have to get. And from what I understand, it is the best picture you can get on your oh, TV. Oh, geez, yes, because all, all uh, cable now is, whether it's coming in through uh, DSL or, or cable, it's all uh, you know, over IP. And it's all digital, so when there's a compressed. huge... Yeah, it's compressed. And when there's a huge demand, like Rogers uh, and, and Bell over cable, when there's a huge demand at prime time, like at 6 o'clock in the, in the evening, there's artifacts on the screen. Your screen, the, the, the picture is choppy. It's crap. Because everybody's watching Netflix. Yeah. So where, where you get a broadf- <clears throat> excuse me, when you get a broadcast from satellite, it's being beamed down from the you know, atmosphere... Just outside our atmosphere, and uh, it's a clean, clean picture. Same with uh, the over-the-air in my uh, where I am. I'm downtown Toronto. It all comes from the CN Tower, and if you got your cable pointed at your uh, antenna pointed the right way, you get this beautiful HD picture uh, to the point where the last um, World Cup soccer football. Uh, we put uh, our TV on the porch. All my neighbors came over. And they said, "Well, that's a great picture. It's better than one I had at home." I was like, "Yeah, because we have Rogers and Bell over the, you know, over the cable." And, and getting that thing over the air, a beam from the tower, it was just crystal clear. And you can add uh, supplement that with Netflix, Roku uh, channels. Yeah, uh, you know, I, Hulu. I would do it. I've tried to talk the family into it for years now. Well, you know what you do? Get everyone in your house to write down what they watch on a weekly basis and just take a look at where you can get that. And sometimes you might have to supplement it with like iTunes or Android, Google, uh, and then some shows. Okay, if your kid watches a certain show, it's not available on Netflix. Well, there's four episodes a month. That's $4. I know. $60 a month, you could start watching a lot of other stuff. Yeah, and Netflix is 10 bucks. you know, so really... Well, you know, you, you share your Netflix password with somebody who shares their 
Amazon password with you that shares it with somebody else that gets you Hulu. Yeah, but I, I did notice recently uh, Netflix has uh, kiboshed that down to two simultaneous streams because I did uh, share my Netflix password with my girlfriend. I gave her an Apple TV and, yep. uh, uh, you know, I made her her own account so I don't end up, you know, having Days of Our Lives and General Hospital being my recommendation. So she's got her own uh, sub account on my Netflix account and I have a, a separate kids account in case right. kids come over to my house because I don't want to be, uh, you know, recommended kids shows. But you can only watch two simultaneous uh, Netflix streams now and that's a recent thing, uh, the last couple of months that they added that. But still, That was a problem here. Yeah, it, it is, because if you're watching the, three the, streams. Yeah, so here's what you do. You find somebody that has a Netflix account or an Amazon account that never uses it. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, or use but, but it they, during but the they day. Do have a, goes, there's a family account, Jimmy. They, they have added a family account. I think it's only like 2 or $3 more a month, where you can have up to, I think, five streams. So regardless, it's still cheaper. Kick a couple bucks, take, take yeah. somebody out to eat, tell them to jam Absolutely. their uh, subscription up. And rather than me paying like $10 for the food package, which I'm not going to watch, I'll watch still three hours a week, I got the Netflix. And, uh, and on Firefox, you can find ways to, to watch U.S. Netflix on, in Canada. So I'm watching Alton Brown's uh, Cutthroat Kitchen. I'm halfway through the whole uh, series of uh, shows and having a good time. I can't believe you brought up Alton Brown because he had the Alton Brown cast, which was a podcast that I loved. Oh, my gosh. And it just disappeared a couple months ago, and there's no signs of it coming back. I, I don't realize. I don't know what happened. But welcome back to Cord Killers. I'm your host, Tom Merritt, joined by <laughs> Brian Brushwood. <laughs> I, I've got one other podcast I want to bring up, and it is called Phone Boy Speaks. Phone Boy Speaks. Okay. If you are interested in... Phones, iPhones, Android phones, you know, regular old uh, rotary dial phones, not really. But I used to love my old phone number. It was it ended with zero one one one. Oh, see, that's cool. I People like, love I like me. the short ones. You gotta have like a. It took, it took three minutes less to call me because I had lots of ones in my number. So uh, this guy, what I was doing was searching on um, online, trying to find a no agenda ringtone that I wanted. Okay. And I found a guy who had a bunch of no agenda ringtones listed on his website, and it was this this guy who runs Phone Boy Speaks. Um, I told him about the one that I wanted, and he sent me one. He just I emailed him, and he compressed one down and sent it to me. And I saw in his email that he did a podcast, been listening to it for a few months now. It's another one like the Ozone Nightmare. Um, and by the way, I, I remembered Joe's The Dish Slaves buddy who he does the Friday podcast with it's Lando how can you forget that Lando but anyway yeah. phone boy speaks another one of those like five minutes a day kind of podcast a quick topic he's on a he's in Thailand and he's talking about the mobile cer- phone service there or you know something about the airplane and you know lately he's he developed diabetes and he's talked about that a few times but it's quick it's little bites five right. minutes nice. you know something you're not interested in and folks if you get a good podcatcher or a podcast app you can uh, you know, put them in a playlist and listen to like the, the whole week's worth at the end of the week. And it'll take like half an hour on your commute. Yeah. And Jimmy, I got a good uh, recommendation for everyone. If you have an Audible account, and I've met so many people that do have an Audible account and download audiobooks all the time, two, three a month, don't forget that you can get the uh, New York Times, the Washington Post, 
are up uploaded I, I would say about five o'clock every morning. And it's like your your uh, your uncle with the cool voice reads it to you every morning. And the first thing it starts with on the front page, we've got this and this happened today and in sports, this and that, and now let's go. And it's about a forty five minute podcast and they read to you the main stories of the day, most of the world topics. So it's not specific to the USA, but just uh, things happening around the world. And it's a, it's a great listen on your commute. You know something I really miss, and it used to be on, on my iPod back in 2005, 6, 7. They were called Enhanced Podcasts, where each segment, like if somebody didn't want to listen to our yeah. books on film and television podcast or technology podcast, you would fast forward once, boom, and it would jump right to the next one. That would be something. And that- it never really took off, Jimmy, because it was an uh, Apple proprietary technology, and they didn't share with everyone. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I love that. You could visually, uh, almost like visual voicemail. I don't know if you have that on your iPhone, where you could pick and choose what you're going to listen to. And I don't because I'm using forward. Ting. Ting. Ting is a lot cheaper than any other iPhone plan. And if I, if I knew my Ting code, you could go and sign up for it. But it's cool. You just pay for what you use. You don't pay for Yeah, but, but a, lot, a lot of people don't know about that, Jimmy, that they can uh, you know, listen to the New York Times in the morning. Uh, and just uh, search on Audible on your Audible app for New York Times. You can get uh, and, and listen to it every morning. Uh, a nice gentleman or a lady sometimes reads you the, the paper. Great. See, and that's an enhanced podcast like that would be quick. On the front page, bloop, 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 sports. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk to, what's his name, Steve Cook over there. Yeah. At Steve, Apple. Steve Cook. <laughs> yeah, Steve <laughs> Cook. <laughs> That's funny because I, I graduated high school with a girl named Linda Cook. She had a brother, Steve Cook, and they said that on No Agenda or something like that, and it's, it's stuck in my head. I'm trying to find our food and drink podcast because we got to talk. I can't find it. Food and drink. Yeah, can, you, can you hum a few bars while we're... Uh... <laughs> so I was down the garden, and I've been harvesting Carolina Reaper peppers, the hottest pepper in the world. Oh, yes. And I've, I've got a couple little bottles filled with ground pepper. I went last night and got another batch. I need to borrow some, some more nitrile rubber gloves from my neighbor next door who's the mechanic so I can cut another batch up and dry them. But it is so good. It's tasty. It's different. Now, well, when, um, when did you plant, plant your uh, Carolina peppers? Your What's Carolina, that? When did you plant the Carolina Reapers? Um, April, mid-April. Ah, here we after go. After tax day. No, it won't and it's weird because they didn't do very well this year. Peppers did extremely poorly this year with the, I guess, whatever the weather was. Food and drink. <sighs> that was a total, I did not mean to do that, Jimmy. Sorry. That's fine. But uh, the peppers really started picking up for not just me, everyone around here saying, they're getting like really late peppers. Today it was 49.52 in the morning, but mid-afternoon it was almost 70, so everything's still growing. We haven't had a real hard frost yet, so as long as that goes, the peppers keep putting out. I, I brought in my uh, Maruga scorpions into the house, and here's a quick tip for anyone that is growing uh, any kind of you know, small potted uh, vegetables in their garden. They bring them in when it starts getting cold. Uh, if you bring them in, now remember, you're now eliminating all of the little 
uh, insects that feed on the other things that feed on your plants. So as soon as, of course, two days after I bring the Maruga scorpion uh, potted plants inside, aphids, aphids everywhere. Oh, they come up out of the dirt. Yeah, when you bring plants oh. in like that, they, there's a few different products I think you can get to treat the soil. But, um, yeah, that's one of the problems yeah. bringing plants these in from little, outside. These little tiny, them. maybe uh, one-sixteenth wide or less, one millimeter wide, little green bastards are crawling around the whole plant, and they will destroy the plant. And uh, the only thing that you can buy now legally is uh, insecticidal soap. Yeah, that's what I would recommend. And another thing, if you if they're in a pot, you know, water the plant sparingly because it's a pepper and it's inside. It's not. It's, it doesn't right. need a lot of water, especially right. as it, the season's ending. But take some plastic wrap, wrap it across oh. the top of the pot, and you know, hug it up against the neck of the, you know, the plant, the plant stem. Nice. And, and sort of just trap everything down inside of the dirt and let it start. Well, I, I just found that the natural predators to the aphids, which I guess would occur naturally outside, are no longer there. So when, when you bring them in, the aphids just reproduce like crazy. Oh, that's true. Plus, they have, they have the ultimate environment. You know, your house is warm Oh, at warm night. and moist. Yeah. You know, so uh, insecticidal soap is still available on the market. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of the stuff that, uh, Jimmy, we used to spray on the insects are now illegal because they were giving us cancer, probably killed off our grandparents. So uh, that's why a lot of the stuff they used to buy for home, uh, those sprays are no, the raid sprays are no longer, uh, you know, sold. Because eventually, oh, if, if we a scientist somewhere figured out it's killing you. Podcast, you know, <laughs> you know, we haven't we haven't swore we're going to keep this nice and unexplicit, right. or I would say, f Monsanto, f Monsanto. They're killing all the bees too. But uh, you know, a lot of that uh, raid stuff we used to use at home for ants and you know aphids is now illegal because not illegal, but it's no longer sold because uh, it was uh, literally being sprayed into our homes and killing us. So. Uh, Although increasing our lifespan, uh, we still have more aphids on our plants. So insecticidal soap, you can find it anywhere. And the aphids, uh, I sprayed it on. Two days later, they were all gone. And hopefully I will have some Maruga scorpions to send to you. You don't have to. I have Maruga scorpions. <laughs> I've got Trinidad Maruga scorpion butch tea, which is the second hottest pepper in the world. I've got Carolina reaper. I've got <laughs> red and, and orange habanero. And I just looted my neighbor's garden who had a ton of red jalapenos that he didn't want so i got those and i'm gonna did, did, did i ever tell really you the tale shape. of your uh scorpion pepper i still have maybe a quarter of the one of the little containers sent of the scorpion peppers no that was um Bujalokia. yeah the Bujalokias. yes 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 so uh we were at a campground my friend terry's campground there with his wife my girlfriend and we were having a good time and this was a few months ago and um i left the Butchalokia shaker on the table and my friend Kasha just starts shaking <laughs> onto the uh, like shrimp medley or whatever I had cooked up that day in, in a pot out, outdoors and I just looked at her and I said you need to take your bowl and throw it out wash it or get another bowl and pour yourself another bowl because that's like 23 shakes of that Butchalokia is way too much she said no 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 I love hot stuff Okay, so everyone else starts doing the same thing, and we all just sat there, tears in our eyes, eating. <laughs> everyone was like, "This is so hot, but it's so good." It is. It's good for you. Like it keeps the blood going. Four grown adults 
sitting there crying while eating. Like, this is so hot. My tongue's burning. It's so tasty. It was you great. need to wash your hands in yes. whole milk after you handle yes. it, too. So you, you definitely have to have some uh, yogurt beside you when you eat that. But we were also adamant that we were going to eat this anyways. So uh, as, you know, helping out Akasha, we all threw a little extra on ours. And it was damn hot, Jimmy. That Buchalokia powder was killer. I'll hook you back up. Hey, no. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, I got it's about that time. It's about that time, my friend. We'll talk about next week the, the five, first 500 books from the Vatican's library. Um, they're digitizing a lot of the old manuscripts. Uh, 180,000 manuscripts, 1.6 million books, and 150,000 images and engravings. The Vatican Library is now digitizing for the first time ever, and it will be available at the following site, digital.vatlib.it. And uh, they are digitizing quite a few things from their collection, which is kind of neat. Glad they're sharing them with the world. And um, we'll talk about that next week because there's some interesting stuff there. And uh, I think that's about the time, isn't it, Jim? It is. It is, it is. Thank you for joining. My pleasure. Appreciate it. I have a few books on the horizon I'll talk about next week, including Middlesex, which uh, Rachel Lauren Clark uh, recommended last week, and I am reading it and listen, sorry, listening on Audible. And um, interesting, funny most times, sad at sometimes, sometimes simultaneously funny and sad uh, story, a, a well-written story. Written by uh, someone who is uh, uh, a middle sex or intergender person, and uh, really opening my eyes to what it would be like to, uh, you know, like be a lesbian in a man's body, you know, kind of thing. But just really entertaining, surprisingly for me, entertaining read. And I'll talk about that next week. And uh, hopefully, we'll have either Padre or Professor Allen back next week. Yeah, be good to uh, put the band back together. Absolutely. And that was a lot of food and drink today, uh, this week. We should start another food and drink podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go download Fried and Baked. Yeah. There's one pot, there's one, one of them out there somewhere. Somewhere. Thank you so much, Jimmy, in North Carolina. I'm in Toronto, Canada. My name is Paul Elvis. I am Sir Jimmy, and we will see you here next week. Stay Thank tuned, you, book readers and book listeners. Book Guide Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel. Do, 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 do. Ah, Paul the Book Guy.